Listen, guys, I know we're a Premier League show and everything, <laughs> but I'm going to start this episode by quoting a Premier League legend in sex, says Fabregas. Football is fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look, what we saw today, Real Madrid versus Manchester City, goes down as arguably one of, if not the best Champions League game in history. <laughs> Listen, if you, if you miss this game, if you did not watch this game, mm-hmm. If you did not witness the scenes live, I feel incredibly sorry for you. It is one of those moments in football that you simply had to be there. Five years down the line, 10 years down the line, everybody is going to remember this day. Today is what? The 4th of May, 2022. Look, if I, I, I even said this, if I was a Real Madrid fan, Today, I would have been in tears. Tears of joy. <laughs> Listen, we if you are listening to this episode, we already know what happened. But yeah, I'm in the studio with Marina and Valerie. I'm not going to talk long. But for you guys, what was your reaction just watching the game? What was your feelings going into the 90th minute when Madrid were down? Like, what, what, what do you take from this? Honestly, like, going into the game, I was like, if Madrid do this, then this, like, if they actually come back, it'll be big. I, as a United fan, if my team was the one going into this semifinal game, I was like, yeah, City have already made it. But I I had this funny feeling that, you know what, Madrid might just do it. And then they actually did it. And my dad, like, is a closeted Madrid fan. And he was texting me the whole game. He was like... He was like, are you watching? Can you see like can you see what they are doing? I'm like, yeah, like it was a really nice game. Yeah. But city, city. Hmm. That's hmm. the opposite end of it, you know? Yeah, People it's like there are questions. The, but there are questions to be asked about the blue mm-hmm. half of Manchester. Yeah. Mawena, mm-hmm. what did you make of all that? Your your former coach, mm-hmm. Carlo Ancelotti. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. is it is it time we 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 put him up there as you know, one, one of if not the best coaches, you know, in football history. I mean, yeah, sure. I guess we can for, you know, longevity and all of those things, you know. Mm. He's, he's, he's won the league in one of, all of, I think the top of, five. Yeah. yeah. All of the top five, five. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, depends if France is considered a top five right now. In, <laughs> yeah. But, um, it was, it was, I guess, an interesting game for the neutral you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I had no dog in the fights really, so I was I was just excited either way to see how how it was mm-hmm. going to play out. Um, a part of me feels sorry for you know Pep, um, particularly mm-hmm. because first leg, second leg, he got his tactics right. He put mm-hmm. the players in positions, yeah, definitely to yeah. take advantage of Madrid's mm-hmm. problems, and I don't know, they just couldn't convert. Mm. And like my mind goes back to the first leg, yeah. Mares could have squared to folding, folding oh, yeah. could yep. have squared to Ma- like it should have chances. been four 0 in the yep. first half. Yep. And then all of and a then... sudden, Benzema scores two one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
Um, I'm trying to remember who scored. Yeah, Foden scores, you know, from Fernandinho's. And then it's like, then Vinicius scores again. It's like, Vinicius. If, mm-hmm. if like maybe Walker plays, does Vinicius have, you know, that free run? Like, that free run, yeah. I think the tight end when Walker got injured. Because mm-hmm. for like the first Certainly. 75 minutes, Walker was, Vinicius was mm-hmm. deep in Walker's pockets. And this is like yep. a Walker who had just come back from. Um, was Cancelo injured. too yeah. out? I no, Cancelo so, pl- was playing left. Oh. Yeah, he was playing on the when left. Walker, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, when Walker yeah. got injured, then they swapped, and then Zinchenko went to the left. And yeah. Vinicius was just... I mean, I can't really blame Cancelo because, you know, pace is not something that you can automatically just yeah. pull out of your bag. You well, yep. If you're not fast, you're not fast, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Vinicius just used that to his advantage. And I think that, that, was, that was part of the turning point of the time. But hey, I mean, kudos to Madrid. They seem to be the team that doesn't know when... They are, they are yeah, out they're, and they're, down. They're I mean, they've come back from what, two goals against PSG. PSG, Chelsea. I guess Chelsea, and then now Man City. Um, yeah. So Liverpool, if you are listening, only that's, score one. That's crazy. Don't score two. <laughs> listen, listen. The the Thierry Henry said something on the post game, you know, post game analysis, and saying that Real Madrid have this mentality, this never say die attitude. Mm-hmm. which I feel you only get at a certain level of football. You know, mm-hmm. most teams, like Valerie pointed out, your United, your Arsenal, <laughs> your, your regular Deglers, if you need two goals, it's the 89th minute, you know, <laughs> a lot of players would drop their heads. Will you, you get know? one? That's the yeah. question. Will you get one? Gave it a, but this team still had the... the and they were playing Manchester City. You know, a lot, this is Manchester City, the team that has dominated England for the last five years, half a decade. And what I saw this match is the kind of match where a nine-year-old or an 11-year-old somewhere around the world mm-hmm. watches this match and falls in love with football. You know, forms mm-hmm. a bond with a team. This is how Real Madrid fans are made. You know, I, I went online. A lot of, of Real Madrid fans were emotional, you know, so on and so forth. But kudos, like Marina said, kudos to Real Madrid. Fantastic season. They won the league. We'll see what happens in the Champions League final. Now let's turn to the other side of it. One billion spent. The Queen's finest 1 billion pounds spent. Mm-hmm. They are coming to add mm-hmm. Erling Haaland. Spent so much year after year, but yet again, Zero. Manchester <laughs> City and Pep Guardiola fail to deliver the Champions League. Pep Guardiola has not won the Champions League since Alex Ferguson retired. And he retired mm-hmm. nine years ago. Guardiola has not won the Champions League in 11 years. Damn. It was the iPhone now. So, when Mawana he last won the and Valley, you are Sheikh Mansour. You've spent over a billion. You are about to invest a total of close to 200 million with, mm-hmm. with regards to salaries and then on one player in Erling Haaland. You... As the owners, and let me also take this from the player's perspective. You had De Bruyne, you had Teti, you had Bernardo, 
you've gone to the final, reach the semi-final, it's not worked. How mm-hmm. where you are even you are even pep? Where do you find the energy to go again? And mm-hmm. after you guys answer that, follow that up with how this match will affect their 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 charge for the Premier League title. I just want to say that Pep has to go back to Yaya Toure and beg him. To <laughs> <laughs> beg him that whatever he did, whoever he went to see. Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> but it's okay. Like you said, City have dominated the league, right? And I feel like winning the Champions League would have just cemented yeah. that. Quote yeah, quote yeah. yeah. So it's it's going to leave a sad taste in like their mouth. Like yeah. everyone in that half, that half of Manchester will be like, mm, there's still something we need to win. With that being said, I don't I feel like it didn't affect their like title push too much. But then now it's like their rivals and the people breathing down their necks are making it to a final. And if mm. Liverpool do win, it's like some momentum mm. that will just come. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm still tipping City to win the league. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just think they will. But yeah, I, I feel like Pep might be disappointed not like going all yeah. the way or winning the Champions mm-hmm. League. Yeah, it's definitely going to be sad for them. But yeah. And this match, I feel like they, especially in the first half, City were the better team. In fact, over the two legs, City, that's the thing with watching Madrid. I don't, Madrid are not good, but they take their chances. Like, exactly. They've not been the better side in any single of the ties they've played. Yeah. And then within a split second, that they've turned the ties. So I feel like. I don't know if I don't honestly if I was like Pep's advice or something, I wouldn't know what to tell him because he's gotten yeah. everything right. <laughs> so it's hard it's hard to call. But yeah. Marina, what do you think? You know, uh, do you think he set them up well? Do you do you, well if you're a Pep, what 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 do you think is going through his head? No, honestly, I, I don't think he could have set them up like any better. You know, mm-hmm. it's like um in in the fact, like, I don't think Madrid had a shot on target until the, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but until like Rodrigo's goal. Yeah. And then like, yeah. so and in the, the ninth minute, they did not have like a yeah. shot on target. You know, mm-hmm. and as a coach, if you are going to tell me that, oh, 89 minutes, the opponents will not have a shot on target. That's, that, okay, yeah, we are winning. Yeah. yeah. That's a perfect yeah. <laughs> unless Unless they are scoring from penalties, like we're winning. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I don't know. It, I think the substitutions didn't help. Um, yep, yep. I don't think bringing Fernandinho on was the best idea. Not because like Fernandinho is not a good player, but because that just changed the dynamic of the midfield. And then it was uh-huh. two holding and Gundogan as yeah, opposed gosh. to one holding and then two like in the half spaces pressing. Mm-hmm. And I think that seeded some of the midfield control over to yeah. Madrid. Madrid. And at that point in time, Madrid also playing some four-two-four sort of thing for attackers: yeah. Asensio, Benzema, um, Rodrigo, and then uh, Vinicius with Kamavinga yeah. and um, Valverde yeah. just sitting there, you know. Um, so that I think is something we can point to. 
Um, I also think massive props have to go to Kotoi and Fela Mendy because yeah. yeah. that yeah. clearance of the line for like yeah. Grealish, yeah. like yeah. you know, you have to think about it. Like you're already two goals down on on mm-hmm. the tie yet, so to master that amount of like inner courage, strength, mm-hmm. concentration, whatever it is to be like, actually, let me run back to this line because I might yeah. be able to clear it. And then not just like do some half-hearted clearance and then folding or tap it in, but like mm-hmm. clear it's like completely out of the way. Great, great, great job from Fela Mendy. And then Kotoa as well, you know, that huge left foot knocking the ball past. Um, I don't know. I I looked at Pep. Pep just looked a, a very dejected man. But it, it kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. Chelsea's run in a sense. I don't know if you guys remember the I guess, funny enough, it was also Ancelotti versus Pep, but um, 2008, is it 8-10? Sorry, 2009-2010. When we played nil-nil at Camp Nou and then went back to Stamford Bridge. 8 8 Okay, yeah, Iniesta scored, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Where, like, mm-hmm. tactically... We ah, had yeah, our class them the whole yeah, game. Everything right. Chances, yep. everything right. And yeah. then just like both out of the blue, boom. It has and then to be said in. that referee was yeah. sacked after that game. Yeah, no, that, that referee was sacked after that. Yeah. But just to answer your question on if like that will change their legacy or like affects the whole team, you know, going forward, sort of thing. Like the Chelsea group, yeah, went to the final in 2008, lost to Man United. Wrongfully, I think, lost in the semi-final the year yeah. after. But like three mm-hmm. years down the line, they win. Yeah, but that you know? wasn't the same call. People I mean, forget. I guess it was the Chelsea, same. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea blew. And it has to, let me say this. I was of the opinion mm-hmm. that in 08, 09, Chelsea were the best team in Europe. Right, yeah. That was my opinion. Because if people don't remember that campaign very well, but Chelsea were blitzing the champions. No, yeah. That, that, that was a really very were. good, yeah. They really were. And they deserve to go through. ACN scored a fantastic goal. But, so, the next season, Chelsea won the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 0-9-10. But, the, they never, you see, the thing about the Champions League is that a lot of factors play into it. So, even if you may have the drive, you may not have the lack of the The lack draw. of the draw, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. if we are still on the topic of Chelsea, 13 14, they made the semi finals. And I think if had they gotten past Atletico Madrid, they would have won the league. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the thing. You know, with these, with the Champions League, look, as an Arsenal fan, I, you know, I've never gone back to watch the 06 highlights. Because mm. I, I can never get past the first minute of the highlights when they show a one on one chance on remiss. Because you think to yourself, man, that's our chance. Yeah. You see, with, with the Champions League and these knockout competitions, the reason why I say it may be difficult for City is that how often can you make deep runs into right. the Champions League? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? It's it's very, it's very rare. Because mm-hmm. right now, Barca used to do it. They are not doing Even Bayern aren't doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, my question is, if you are Manchester City, right. 
you are the group of owners, blah, blah, blah. Do you guys feel as though Pep is going to go back into the transfer window and shake things up, you know, get new guys to recharge? Because let's also use Liverpool as a case study. Mm-hmm. Went to the final one year, had the energy, came back, won. But mm-hmm. this is the first time they've made the final in three years. Mm-hmm. So there was a three-year span, Liverpool couldn't do it. Can this City team afford to wait three years as constructed or Pep would have to build something new? I feel like they can because, like, the core... Mm-hmm. The core is young. I mean, Bayern De Bruyne, the core is, like, mm-hmm. young enough, you know? So, mm-hmm. Diaz is, like, what, 24, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edison, yeah. fairly young. Maybe Walker will be a little... Like, yeah, the time yeah. Cancelo is young. Um... Rodri, 25, so like three years, 28, or I think it's 26. Mm. So like 29, 30, he still, yeah. he still, he still has it. Yeah. Foden will still be, Bernardo, like, so they have enough, enough core players who will still have be, been there. yeah. Mm. Um, one, they would have suffered through all of this, so they have the experience of that, and then they'll be mm-hmm. old enough to still be effective at the highest level, I think, in about mm. three years. So I think, I think, I think they could be back. Um, They'll just have to fix their conversion rate issue. Mm. Um, if that's like a new person in like Holland, or if that's like fixing mm. the finishing of like the people that they have, or creating like different kinds of chances, etc., etc. But they'll just have to fix that. Because um, mm. okay. I remember, I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but in, after the first leg, I was like, this, 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 if Man City don't win this tie, it's, it's yeah, their fault. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. It's their fault. Yeah, because you, you, <laughs> you should have been 4 0 up after 20 oh, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway. Um, and, no, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and, Valerie, I just want to know how do you mm. think? So, obviously, the Premier League title race is also going to go down to the wire. Mm-hmm. One team chasing the league is in the final, the other team. Obviously, we know what happened. Mm. How do you think this affects both teams? You know, how how do you think the results of the Champions League fixtures would affect City mentally? You know, would affect mm. Liverpool mentally? How, do you still feel as though City? I know you said City will win the league, but do you, do you see this affecting them any way, shape, or form? I think. If Liverpool win the Champions League, it it will affect City. Um, Because Liverpool are still in the FA Cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're still in the FA Cup. The Champions League, they've won Carabao and then probably the league. But I think if if only Liverpool win the Champions League, if the they beat Madrid. I feel like it will affect City a little bit because it's like, okay, these people are actually They've gaining momentum. Now, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I just think, if, I feel like if Liverpool do lose in the Champions League, it's it's fine. Like, I don't mm. think... Yeah, because they've won one. The group has yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it should be much of a Mm. Bama to them. Mm. But it'll be interesting. Mm. I, I I want to see what happens if like City act, um, Liverpool actually push and let's see mm. 
they 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 win the league. It will be interesting. <laughs> Mara, what, what do you see happening? You know, like mm. speak on how this would affect City and you know moving forward, how this could uh, affect like the league in terms of Liverpool's mm. confidence and whatnot. Right, I think in terms of confidence, Liverpool would definitely get like a shot in their arm because they've mm. qualified for you know yes another final. I think. I saw this interesting stat. They're like the first team since like, I don't know, 1980 something to play all games that they've been yeah. eligible yeah. to play. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I think it's 63 or something like yeah, that. 63. Yeah, 63. Yep. So kudos to them. Um, Can, um, for the superstitious people there, out there, <laughs> funny enough, um, in 1981, Liverpool played Real Madrid in the... Champions League final and it was hosted in Paris. Oh, and for all you Liverpool fans out there, yes, Liverpool won. So won. you never know. <laughs> if you're a betting man, go and put some. You know, history always repeats itself. To be honest, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting, but you know, that's the Champions League. Let's let's dive into. There's a there's a lot to talk about Premier League wise. Yeah. You know, I think we, we, we've covered the title race, but I want to speak on Everton versus Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I want to I want I want I want us to dissect that. And I want us to start with Chelsea because okay. let me start this off by saying um there have been reports that Roman Abramovich wants his 1.5 billion, I repeat billion, um <laughs> Uh, pounds, you know, paid back by the new ownership, which is stalling the deal, quote-unquote. Now, personally, I don't think Chelsea are going to go out of business because, frankly, they are too big of a club. But mm-hmm. I've, I've posed this question to Marana, I've posed this question to Koku. But before we, we dive into the football side of things and what happened over the weekend, Valerie, if you were Abramovich, would you want your $1.5 billion back and also, if you were the new owner, would you be willing to pay that extra $1.5 billion on top of the $2.5 billion you are paying for Chelsea? So a total of £4 billion. Pounds. I, I think it's very... Like, it's business. Of course, I want my <laughs> money back. And this is it's not like... It's not like maybe a million... Even that mm-hmm. is still a lot of money, yeah. but 1.5 billion. Mm-hmm. I feel like Abramovich has every right yeah, to yeah, say he wants his money back. But then, yeah, that just makes like the negotiations harder because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like this is an extra cost that I'm going to incur, right? Yeah. But I definitely think Abramovich has. Yeah, every right to demand is like it's 1.5 billion pounds, yeah. guys. Like, yeah, it's a lot of money. Mauna, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I know your views on this already, but just just for the listening public, just mm-hmm. just share what your thoughts are on, on, on this issue. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure, he loves the club, he loves the club, but he loves the club. 1.5 billion is 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 it's a lot, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I He's well within his rights to ask for that money back. Um, I think what's interesting is like who who's going to pay that money? Like, is Chelsea yeah. going to be in debt, or are the new owners going to cover it? Is somebody going mm-hmm. to get like a bank to cover it, and then Chelsea or the bank sort of thing? Yeah. Um, that part would be interesting because I think 
that is what might decide like the trajectory of like the club going forward. If the new owners come in and just like bite off and then everyone leaves happy but, ever after, mm-hmm. maybe there's more money, you know, to go into other activities. Mm-hmm. But then if Chelsea have to then figure out, you know, okay, how are we going to raise 1.5 billion to pay back this debt we owe? Then we might not be seeing trophies anymore. We'll just be seeing sponsorship deals. <laughs> at Stanford Bridge, the kids will be covered with sponsors from, from head to toe. Um, anyway, to so the football. Um, I know, I feel what like happened? I've what happened, and you know, mm-hmm. are you scared that you'll be dragged back into this? Top drag, four we've been in the group? top four race since. <laughs> Since the Brentford <laughs> loss, we've been in the top four race. As for that one, I, I completely maintain it. Um, I've, I think, what, I've watched Chelsea World now 17, 18 years. And mm-hmm. I I told everyone who listened that everything was going to be touched that day. I I was saying that before the Man U game. Not because, of like, because I just know the club, one. Goodison mm-hmm. is a tough ground for us historically. That's one. Yeah. The last time we yeah. won there was like 2017 and that was like the Conte um yeah what's it called team mm-hmm. league winning team and even that team I'm trying no no, no. that that was that was under Mourinho the 6 the 6 3 was under Mourinho but that team I think won 3 you beat them 5 now You beat them 5 now Yeah 5 now was Stanford Bridge yeah and then away yeah. was yeah And to be honest that that was because <laughs> Everton didn't know how to play against the back 3 um, mm. they 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 had a back four. It was very narrow, but then their wingers also didn't track the four backs. And Victor mm-hmm. Moses and Co- Alonso just had a field day. Um, but yeah, I just knew we were going to lose. Um, but if you watch like how the game panned out, yeah. And here's the thing that really upsets me about Chelsea right now in that. We don't necessarily give away chances. Like we are, we are a fairly difficult team to play against. Mm-hmm. The issues is we make, or right now we're making a lot of individual mistakes that are fairly mm. costly. So I think back to Brentford. Um, the first goal, someone on the left had the ball, misplaced pass, Yanelt gets it, boom, goal. Okay, cool. Mm. Um, Brentford's second goal, we are, it's our corner. Um, Ziek tries to outmuscle Mbuemu on the halfway line. Go. Um, I can't remember what the third and fourth were like, but by then the game was gone. Go back to Arsenal. Arsenal haven't really created any chances. Just a yeah. simple back pass from Christiansen to Mendy. He messes it up. Eddie Nketiah. Mm-hmm. Go. Um, against Man United. Kante has the ball. Simple pass. Messes it up. Matic gets it. Check to Ronaldo go against Everton, Aspi. Simple back pass. Dilly's on the ball. Close down. Great pressing from Gray and Richarlison. To be honest, if, if Richarlison doesn't score, it's still a penalty because Aspi brings Gray down in the box. Um, and then they score. So it's like you can't, as a coach, I don't think you can necessarily legislate for these level of yeah. calamitous mistakes. Mistakes, yeah. At, all like game after game, and we've even left out Madrid, where like someone did two yeah, of those mistakes yeah, and then two goals, yeah, kind of thing. So yeah. I know we're we're in an interesting place right now. Um, 
the attack is also not firing on all cylinders. So the Everton game, to be honest, you could have come away from that game with a draw because Everton maybe created two, three chances after yeah. that. But I mean, that was because then they had scored, their tails were up, we were leaving yeah. more spaces, we switched from a back three to a back four. So yeah, but it, the game could have easily gone the same way as like the West Ham game because mm-hmm. West Ham did the same thing. They came low block. First half, we couldn't break them down. Um, but in the West Ham game, the difference was there were no individual errors. Everyone was pretty solid. And then we got our one yeah. chance, put six scores, and then we get three points. So mm. it's, 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 I don't know. It's, as a fan, it's, it's frustrating because it's like you're seeing the same thing over and over again. It's like, when would these guys mm. learn, you know? But yeah. at this point in time, I don't think they will ever learn. Yeah. I mean, do you so your next game is 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 Wolves. Yeah. I believe, yeah. So honest question, do you mm-hmm. feel as though your qualification for next season's Champions League is in jeopardy or like I I feel like you just need four more points. Like I said, 70 is the magic number. To be do you honest. Feel as though, Mm-hmm. We, if we beat Wolves, we've qualified for the Champions League. Yeah, I say that because we beat Wolves, we'll be. I'm expecting Liverpool to slap up space. If that doesn't happen, then 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 we have a problem. But if we beat Wolves, we'll be eight clear of Spurs with three games to go, three, and oh, Spurs okay. play Arsenal. Now, Arsenal. both of them are not so, going to get three points. Like somebody's going to draw points there, and then. Mathematically, there's yeah. two games left. Yeah. So then it's like, even if we drop points, like, we'll have enough to carry us over the line, like, yeah. a win and Champions a draw League. sort of thing, and then we'll get Champions League. So mm. the Wolves game is now like a must win, not even must like a must win. not lose, like a must win. Mm. If we win that game, we're fine. If we don't win that game, and then Spurs be <laughs> Liverpool, and then all of a sudden it's like, we're looking over our shoulder, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... We win that game, we'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it will be very interesting. But Valerie, overall, um, what do you make of 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 the top four race this year? You know, a lot of people share the sense, me included, share the sentiment that Charlie, none of the teams that were chasing it this season. If we are all going to leave group stage, no matter who goes, <laughs> just looking at the levels we are seeing. You I know. know. But um, yeah, what do you make of it? How do you think it's going to pan out? You know, there there are a lot of interesting fixtures coming up. What do you make of it? And you haven't been on since Ten Hag has come, eh? You know, so there's much to discuss. There's much to discuss. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what 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 do you make of 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 the top four race? I think this top four race has been. An interesting one mm-hmm. because especially the first we had West Ham in the mix, but yes, like yeah. we all predicted that they'll fall off. Mm. But I think my team, we all know we are horrible. We we dropped too many points. Mm. But I think Chelsea too might I don't think if I was a Chelsea fan, I wouldn't be too happy because there was Points where they they drop too many dropped, points, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. necessarily to be fair. And Arsenal and Tottenham, I just think 
they are both not serious because either one of them could have cemented top it's four by now. Mm. Yeah, very true. So very, I very think true. this 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 race has been nice, but I I don't know who like I can confidently say will yeah, land top four because Arsenal I don't know Tottenham yeah. I'll just say they have a better yeah. manager so yeah. that might give them an edge well. yeah but uh, as honestly i think arsenal have been very very they've been promising this season surprisingly yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah this top four race has been has been interesting mm. i would have liked my team to be in this but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean um Looking back at the weekend's games, you know, if I'm starting with Le- if if I'm I'm starting with Leicester versus mm-hmm. Spurs, you know, mm-hmm. I I took my time to watch that game, and I have to say this: Spurs' attack. Look, yeah. their main problem if they get Champions League, they have to their whole they need to buy uh, with the exception of Romero. They need to replace all their defenders and mm-hmm. I think get a solid enough midfielder. Mm. Because what I realized during the Leicester game is that Spurs will give you the midfield. It's up to yeah. you to break them down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But when they catch you, you know, lacking, they are very lethal. So my thing is, and you know, with Arsenal to their young side, I'll, I'll say this about Arsenal. So, Mauna was talking about the points and everything. Um, the next two games are vital. Mm-hmm. Our game versus Spurs, if we had party, I'd be a lot more confident. Mm-hmm. But since yeah. we don't, you know, like like Valerie said, I think it's going to be one where we look back at those three games to Palace, Brighton. You know, right now I'm, I'm sitting there thinking if we had just won one. Just one one. Yeah, just (laughs) one one. It could have been different. Mm -hmm. So these this weekend coming up and we play them midweek is is going to be honestly it's it's I don't I don't think I can watch that game. (laughs) I really don't Oh the Arsenal Spurs game. Yeah, I don't think I can watch it because Mm. it's kind of reminding me of um the game. A couple of years ago, 2019, when Aubameyang missed that penalty, um, we ended up finishing a point behind Spurs. But um, yeah, this this top four race has gone down to the wire. And we all know Arsenal's story, young team, you know, so on and so forth. Spurs are interesting, especially with... And, and let, me, let me ask you guys this question. Mm-hmm. So there have been rumors linking Antonio Conte. Mm-hmm. Oh. With PSG, PSG. Right. yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think something like this could happen? You see, we see Conte leaving, and obviously, if Conte goes to PSG, the man without a job will be Maurizio Pochettino. Do you, do you see something like this happening in the off season, or you know, if Spurs make Champions League, everything will be okay. Like, how how do you see this panning out for, for Tottenham? I think he'll stay. I think the PSG rumors are 
Mm. PSG's number one choice is Zidane. The question is, can they convince mm. him? Because I think he's also waiting for the French national team after the World Cup. Yeah. Maybe they shall pull. Mm. And Gap is his 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 boot. I don't know whistle, whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Porch apparently is leaving. Um. At the end of this season, so he will be available. I don't know if him going back to Spurs though is a good move for his career. Okay. Though. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so because, I mean, they say never go back, <laughs> yeah. and I just think it's one of those scenarios where like it won't be like the first time, you know. Like the first time he came in and there was like, I won't no say pressure. there was one there was no pressure, but in two there was like a a, a burgeoning club, you know, with some yeah. lofty ambitions. They had they had some great players. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Did he? I don't think he coached Bale. No, no, he didn't. He didn't coach any of those guys. Um, but there are some great players, you know. And then they bought well, signed some great pieces, and all of a sudden, boom, they were able to 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 leapfrog and then jump forward. But I don't think they can do that this time around, unless they decide to, you know, blow this up and then sell Kane. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll sell Son. And they use that money to yeah. fund like a rebuild, rebuild sort of thing. Yeah. Then again, though, I look at the Spurs side and I'm like, I mean, Conte won the league with David Luiz, Cahill, and Aspliqueta as a back three. <laughs> you don't necessarily need much. That sounds horrible. Welcome to the <laughs> welcome back to the Premier League, by the way, guy yeah. Cahill. You don't, you don't, you don't need much. You know, you just, you just yeah. need people who are serviceable, who can like understand yeah. his instructions, etc., and then don't make mistakes. Um, yeah. so. I think they can they can do it if they sign well this this summer window, but that's something that we've not really noticed. That's not something we can necessarily associate with space signing well. You know, look at mm-hmm. sixty million on the Celso, Bergwine, all of these folks, Brian Hill, um Indombele, easy say, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's almost about 250 mil that's on loan right now. So it's going to be an interesting off-season for them, of course. Now, the players you can attract depends on if you win, if you're in the Champions League or Europa Champions League. League yeah. um, let's let's see what happens over the next couple of weeks, especially the Liverpool game. If they beat Liverpool, then mm. it's like... That's that's this weekend, right? Yeah, that's... that's Saturday. Yep, yeah. that's this weekend. If they beat Liverpool, then I think they, they are in the driving seat for... For that, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, Valerie, we haven't had you on since Manchester United mm-hmm. announced um, Eric Ten Hag as their new coach. You know, Valerie was one of the prominent only outs, Ralph out. Yeah, from the beginning, Charlie. everybody out yeah. <laughs> from from the jump because she yeah. she wants to see competent people in charge of her beloved Manchester United. So, I want to know, what do you make of the hiring? Which players do you want to see gone? (laughs) Everybody. What are your expectations, you know? And and what do you want the plan to be this summer? Wow, this is... (laughs) This is a lot. Okay, so... Me, I'll just say you. My problem with United as a whole 
the whole club is that whoever is making the decisions, I don't know if they are not <laughs> harsh. I don't know if they are not thinking or <laughs> they are not looking in the right places, places because it's yeah. like it feels like there's no structure. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's no solid foundation in this club. You don't understand mm. how this club is run because you will not see Eric Bailly on your bench and then you play people like Phil Jones because Phil Jones should even have a contract at United, first yeah. of all, before yeah. you are playing Phil Jones. Mm-hmm. So it just mm-hmm. goes back to that thing that there's no structure in the team. There's mm-hmm. no structure in the club and there's mm-hmm. too much I'll say, out, out, okay, not outside, but like mm-hmm. ex-players yeah. or people who played for United for like one season and they <laughs> think that they have a say. There's just See, so much yeah. going on at the club. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they need to sort that out first before anything else. Because like, mm-hmm. no matter which, I think that's what I've realized, no matter who you hire, because mm-hmm. we got Mourinho. Mourinho was, is arguably the best manager in the world. But then, look at how Mourinho went out. So I feel like United need to sort out like the organization first and I think mm-hmm. it will trickle down to everything. Now, come to Ten Hag. Honestly, I remember we I, we were talking about who, who after Ole left, who should come in and I was like, mm-hmm. Zidane. And I mm-hmm. think I'll go back to that because mm-hmm. Pedigree? I think, yes, yeah, Zidane is more he's an astute manager to me yeah, in my eyes compared yeah. compared to Ten Hag. And mm-hmm. honestly, at this point, I don't care about whatever project United have. Just come and win something mm. because... Win now. Liverpool, win now. Yeah. City, they are miles, 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 miles ahead of us. And if we... We cannot play catch-up now. Like, this is... Mm. We are, we don't have the, the luxury so of time to, to wait stay. for them to fall off. As opposed uh, to try and chase them. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I, I I don't I don't think I don't think like if we actually want to match up to them, we are seeing another four years in this <laughs> horrible phase. So I that's why I think like maybe Zidane would have been a better match. But Ten Hag, yeah. I don't know much about Ten Hag. All I know about Ten Hag is I see people on Twitter talk about him and I'm like, mm, you guys, why are you really sure? <laughs> but Another thing with this Ten Hag appointment is, honestly, I feel like he needs time, but United fans would not give him the time. And I feel bad for him in that regard because it's like you are setting him up to fail already. Because honestly, I think, especially our fan base, we are very toxic. I've actually muted like Manchester United, almost everything (laughs) United related because it's too much noise. It's not good for your mental health. No, that's true. But I think Ten Hag needs time. Mm-hmm. Plus, the players he has, some, yep. some of them, mm, mm-hmm. they are not good. Yeah. And that means we have to spend money. But we already spent so much money. Mm. So it's like, where do you go from here? But me, I'm just going to... I Honestly, I'm not going to talk much. I'll just mm. try and see what he tries to do with the team. Mm. But there are so many players I need to go. I know Lingard is already on his way out. But... He's, he looks so disinterested in the in the <laughs> club. I don't even know where he's going, but looks like Pogba is on his way out. Cavani is out. I've been hearing rumors about Ronaldo. I don't know. 
there's been would, things would, about you know I, I've asked this to a lot of Manchester mm-hmm. United fans. Would you keep Ronaldo? You know, he's he scored what 18, 19 Premier 18, League goals. Yeah, That's I very think... rare to replace. Exactly. You know, would would you keep him? Would you do you feel as though there's a space for Ronaldo and Eric Ten Hag's, you know, Manchester I think, United? I think the problem with Ronaldo is everyone feels like we've put all our eggs in one basket and that's Ronaldo. If Ronaldo doesn't score, like no one else in the team can score. I feel like we should definitely keep Ronaldo but get another striker. Just someone... I think that's what they tried to do with Cavani but they are both old and Cavani Mm -hmm. has been injured like the whole season. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely keep Ronaldo. Like, Mm -hmm. I was going to say for Champions League, we are never in Champions League but yeah, definitely keep Ronaldo, you know, bring him... Bring him, bring him on. Like, I think Ronaldo is going to go to Lexington's time to play. <laughs> he won't play. He will stay at home. <laughs> but yeah, I think keep definitely keep Ronaldo mm-hmm. if like he wants to stay. I think we should keep Ronaldo and just get another striker who can, yeah, maybe give us some 15, 16 goals or something. Okay. Quick question. So now this other striker, mm-hmm. is this other striker the starter, Ronaldo, the super sub? Or is it the other way around? Ronaldo is the starter and the striker is the guy on the bench. I think it depends on who we play. Okay. Yeah, it depends on the like, yeah, like you if know, we are playing a yeah. Liverpool or something, I'd mm-hmm. rather also it depends on what formation Ten Hag even wants to play. Like so many things. But if if we are playing a quote unquote bigger team. Mm-hmm. I'd rather play like Ronaldo and try and get the game buried and then bring up whoever the other striker is. So, so, um, I did some research and Ten Hag, Mm -hmm. his two Ajax side, so there have been two iterations. So, Mm -hmm. the the 18-19 squad that went to the Champions League semi-final, he used the false nine. But Mm -hmm. this season... He's found success, obviously, with Halle, mm-hmm. but like a typical yeah. number nine. So nine. if he's doing the latter, I would say the approach United should take is keep Ronaldo, but sign mm-hmm. a young striker who can learn under him for a From. season. Like if, if I'm, I'm, I'm Manchester United and, you know, Ten Hag tells me, okay, like he's still going for that. He's playing the style where there's a, a striker, a focal point, because... After this Manchester City collapse, I think we are going to see the collapse of the false nine thing, you know, because mm. yeah. it's only the only team I've ever seen have premium success with it, Liverpool. You know, City won a league title with it last year, but this season. Are we forgetting Barca? Hey, which, which Barca? Messi. Yeah. Are they played with Eto? No, Messi was the false nine in. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He played right that final. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Okay, let's just say the false nine system is hard to execute. No, very hard. Yeah, you need special players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, would you rather sign like a Darwin Nunez? He's what, 22, 23? Mm-hmm. Give him one season to learn under Ronaldo. Ronaldo goes his way, then he can take over. Or... And like I said, it's it's very dependent on Ten Hag. Or before you address the striker position, do you would you rather address you know like CDM? Would you? We can give you Lukaku. Like, 
<laughs> we don't want Lukaku. We've already had no. Okay, how about Timo? <laughs> Thank Timo? you. No. <laughs> Would you rather address like you know the the need for a right back, maybe a left back, maybe a centre back? Yeah. Do, do you just feel as though there are more pressing positions as opposed to attack? I think, especially in attack too, we have a lot of bodies. So mm-hmm. as opposed to like the other positions because i think they tried doing this whole understudy ronaldo thing with elanga but i don't mm-hmm. think it worked out too well mm-hmm. but <laughs> the, that's the thing united there's so many things wrong right now and mm-hmm. i think yes i'll definitely address the other positions on the field mm-hmm. like because matic is gone pogba is gone I don't want to see McTominay play again. <laughs> um, so basically, it's just Fred, Bruno, that we have in our midfield. Mm. Um, who else? Yeah, that's basically it. So I definitely think we need a proper CDM. Mm. Like a solid CDM. Like <laughs> Casemiro CDM. <laughs> like that kind of player. We definitely mm. need a right back. Mm. Look, sure, and tell us, tell us is horrible. Yeah, so maybe we we good. we might need a left back as well. Look, sure, I don't know. I he's been out. So mm. United, hmm. Mana, there's a lot. Yeah. Do you see them being able to? Well, I don't want to say fix, but do you see them being able to adequately address all the positions and issues you know within the team? Within a sum, within this summer, and and bear in mind, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, there's a World Cup coming up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. players in are December. going to be, yeah, players <laughs> are going to be be looking for clubs with like minutes in mind mm-hmm. in terms of like mm-hmm. being able to 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 show what I've got. For yeah, example, yeah. that being said, would Darwin Nunez move to Manchester United knowing okay, I'm Ronaldo's understudy, so. Mm-hmm. I may not play as much as say if I go to Newcastle. Right, right. Oh yeah, that's 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 a great point that you raised. The the World Cup, especially being in mm-hmm. the winter Late, months, later yeah, year. throws mm-hmm. a spanner into the works. Mm-hmm. I don't think United will be able to address the issues that they have in one summer. One summer, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Only because. There are issues that are many, too many troubles. <laughs> one got, um, like this isn't like oh, uh, City had an issue with four backs. They signed four four backs, and then they won. Like that's different. Like mm-hmm. that City team signed all the Trequatistas on yeah. show, David Silva, all of those sort of like you know, cute diminutive mm-hmm. players that can do the possession sort of thing. They had all of that already. It was just they didn't have the fullbacks to, yeah, to, fullbacks. to match with that sort of game. Once they signed yeah. those fullbacks, then okay, cool, everything is good. Um, United, like what United requires is like like knee reconstruction. Like like the knee is completely mm-hmm. gone. Like you have to like completely reconstruct from the ground mm-hmm. up. Yeah, and then strengthen and then strengthen it. Yeah, so. It will it will take some time, a couple of seasons, a couple of windows. The thing is, like right now, almost like their transfer rates, like success rate, has to be like 
at least eighty yeah, percent. Yep. Anything lower than it's like if you sign ten players, <laughs> you can't have three B misses. Like every yeah. almost every player has to be a hit. That's a hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what needs to happen. Now for that to happen, your scouting needs to improve. Your you need like a yeah. director of football sort of thing because someone made like a very interesting point in that like since like let's say David Moyes United have known that they needed like a a creative like influence yeah, and yeah, they have gone and signed That's you know signed Mata, and, Mata and Pogba mm-hmm. and, but then you ask yourself like Mata and Pogba like they don't necessarily complement each other like yeah. Mata's best position is a number 10 Mata mm-hmm. I think the season one of the seasons he was player of the year at Chelsea he scored 18 goals and provided 35 assists in the season as a number 10. Wait, wait, did you say 35 assists? Yeah, something crazy like that in all competitions. 18 goals, 35 assists in Jesus. all competitions. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you want like player of the season. That's it. And it's like, okay, if you sign a player like that, you have to build a system around him. If you didn't yeah, play with a 10 yeah. before, you play with a 10 now, sort of thing. No, yeah. Take Bruno, for instance, who was, he's also a similar ilk of player, you know, number 10-ish or second striker. But then they were playing him left wing to accommodate yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Pogba too, they were playing him left wing when he's left, yeah, best yeah. in a okay. three. Right, right. So it's like they need someone with like a cohesive vision and then someone to be able to sign players who fit not only the system and the style of play, but also fit well together. And then they'll be able to move forward, I think. So Our problems, I mean... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting. You know, they, they won 3 nil. Um. Okay, before we preview the weekend's fixtures, wow, that, these are some interesting fixtures. Yeah. Just, just, I just want to, you know, just quickly, a smidgen, touch on David Moyes. And I want to ask you people mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. he would play a full strength squad over the weekend when the biggest game in West Ham's history right. is tomorrow and they are they are already down. Why would cause I don't know if you want to see, but Frankfurt made about eight changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To their lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I just I've because I've been asking kind do you do you guys is there a reason they did that? Does anyone know? Do you have any idea? Maybe freshness in the legs. I don't know. Freshness. Valerie, what do you think? I, I don't know no, why you would do it. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just saying this to wish West Ham best of luck tomorrow. <laughs> if they Wait. go through, wonderful. Was it... Now, I have to ask a question, like, in, in the sense that where there was, like, the only available player sort of thing, because I know um, no. this guy had a red card sort of thing. Did you see the game they played? The guys they played versus Chelsea, they could have easily... Oh, play the same guys. Reloaded. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fair. That's I'm fair. just saying, best of luck to West Ham. <laughs> if they lose tomorrow, it is their own fault. Anyway, <laughs> now... Ah! If, I almost forgot. Oh, the relegation. My Leeds United. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Marsh. Charlie. Charlie the American. Mm. No, I don't even blame Jesse Marsh. You know, I blame Bielsa. <laughs> because it's, it's too little, too late. No, that's... Because have true. you seen the goal difference? You can't even... It has to be via points. And 
Everything yeah, you want. Wow. Look, let me say, what's for? They are a championship team for a reason. You are a championship <laughs> team for a reason. I watched that game, Burnley versus Watford, and honestly, I, I can't believe what Watford are useless. But I just want you guys your take on this. Who who goes down? Who joins Watford and, and Norwich? In your opinion, do you mm, do you see? Because because cool. you know Leeds have the hardest fixtures. Right. They play Arsenal next. They play Chelsea. You know, Burnley. Are, 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 I think their their next game is their next game is Villa at home. Everton, Everton is Leicester. Away, yeah, play what? Know. Oh, yeah. Everton yeah, yeah. play Leicester away, but you know, Everton riding high on the momentum. Leicester, Leicester are playing a, a Conference League semi final tomorrow. You know, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's 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 not looking good for for the for the the Lily Whites. I think it's between Leeds and Burnley, to be honest. You think so? Everything I feel like everything will be safe. Because I I don't see them dropping points at Goodison between now and the end of the season. Whoever they play there, um, the crowd will pull the ball into the net. Like everything will be cheered. Every other thing will be booed, sort of thing. Mm. Um, Mm. and then I think that game against was I think the game against Watford is at home, right? Mm-hmm. That's the one way it's away. It's away. Oh, sorry for yeah. that. But still, what's going to be relegated? I mean, they're already relegated, to be honest. They're already relegated. Um, but you know the crazy thing? Sometimes teams that have been relegated. I guess you are yeah. free. Yeah. yeah. Bro, you're not they'll start expressing yeah. themselves. <laughs> That's, That's where you see oh. the flicks and the tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think everything, everything will escape. Right now, it's looking like Leeds, to be honest, because Burnley also keep Leeds, picking up yeah. points. They keep picking up points. And Everton have a game in hand on them. They're not too far from them. Better goal difference. So, And Leeds have the tougher fixtures. I don't know if we've discussed this, but I'm st- Newcastle, they were this, in this yeah. battle. And then... Look, yeah, no. let me just say this. Money stops all the nonsense. Yeah, money no, stops, that's true. stops that's true. all the nonsense. Very true. All, they don't have to play the likes of so-so and so again. They don't. They have moved on. Gimaresh. Yeah. Now they, they know. Oh, hey, Charlie. And to be honest, they play Liverpool and give Liverpool like down. a really, really tough game, you know? Next season, Newcastle will be a problem, who, we like, should have made this castle go down, honestly. Honestly, honestly, we fu- the league as a whole, we fucked up. We fucked <laughs> up. Seriously. Because now that they, they've added themselves. But anyway, let's preview some fixtures. Um, there are a lot of interesting fixtures. Me, I want to start off with Burnley versus Aston Villa. Right. How do you guys see this one playing out? Like, do, do you feel as though yeah. Burnley's momentum... Stephen Gerrard, we must start a dialogue. Yeah. What a horrible season. <laughs> we must start a dialogue. He's, He's going under the, under the radar. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, how, how do you guys see this one playing out? I think Ben will win. Yeah. Just because they are fighting for something. Villa are already yeah. in Cancun, yeah. you know, Santorini. <laughs> yeah. The players are on the beach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you do you feel the same? Yeah, I I think very, and also they are playing at home. So yeah, you know this it's one, a hard man. place. Yeah, it, it yeah. just feels like one of those coach me Tarkovsky yeah. header kind yes. of games, you know. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, an interesting one. Um, Chelsea versus Wolves at Stamford <laughs> Bridge. You know, there's been a lot going on in the news. Right. They are coming off the Everton thing. Wolves, Wolves too, they lost to Brighton. Um, but like I said, <laughs> some teams, they have nothing to play for. That's when they yeah. play best. Um, how do you guys see this one planning out? I'll say 2-1 Wolves, just because I want Chelsea to be on wow. their toes. Wow. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I don't, yeah, I don't I, think... I, I I don't think you're wrong because Chelsea tend to give teams like three points when they've lost like a couple, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Wolves have lost three. (laughs) That's three points for them. You know, when Arsenal lost three, we gave them three. Um, Mm. Everton (laughs) lost about two. We gave them two. So we're a very generous club at this point in time. So it's looking like a Wolves one or something along those lines, you know. Neto or something like that, yeah. I think Chelsea will win rather comfortably. Really? Mm. Oh. Yeah. I, I, um, if you go back and watch the Brighton versus Wolves highlights, Chelsea have the quality to cause Wolves problems. I think mm. Wolves are also on the beach, to be fair. Maybe. maybe. You know, right? yeah. you know um, Bruno Lage doesn't even play Jimenez anymore. He starts with Fabio Silva, stuff right. like that. So, cool. yeah. I think, honestly, I think this is a comfortable 2-0 for Chelsea. Mm. Um, Manchester United. What well, my new season will end quickly because yeah, um, two games left. Yeah, yeah. yeah day, we played the most have, games. Yeah, after after this, they would only have one more game. One. Yep. Interesting. So, man, you are away to um, Brighton, Graham Potter, um, someone who has overlooked for the Manchester United job. Do you feel as though you use this because Brighton have. I don't know. Brighton were on the beach. They realized they were slipping into relegation territory. Then they got some two wins. They, yeah. they, they started beating everybody again. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you feel as though this match... Well, how do you think it will pan out? You know, Because I don't know. United may be fighting for a Europa League spot. Brighton, you know, are Brighton. How do you think this one will go? Honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't really, yeah. <laughs> but it would be nice for United to win. If United, I'll say one. Oh no, sorry, Ethan. I'll say one nil to us. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and I was gonna say really quick, like if United play the way they played against um, Brentford. Brentford. I think they'll have too mm. much for Brighton. You know, matter in the ten. Um, yeah. yeah, Bruno and all of those running off of him, Langa making runs in behind. That, that's that's something that I think United have lacked this season, mm. yeah. especially with um, I guess Ronaldo, Ronaldo being up top one, mm. and then mm-hmm. I guess like a lot of the formations that they've played, your wide players have either been too far back or like too involved in the midfield battle to actually be threatening in behind, and that used to be like the strength of the you know the the lockdown only United. Mm-hmm. Pogba ball over the top to Rashford. Speed. Go. Rashford. Yeah. <laughs> that Look, guy. If you guys don't like him, bring him. We'll take Rashford. <laughs> There's a player in there. Yeah. In the Prime Minister. We'll just say he's having he's 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 having a very, very, very off season, but yeah. he's been horrible. I think you come back stronger. No, yeah. To be I honest, hope yeah. so. There's there's a player in there. This guy carried Man United for about three years. 
on his back, yep. like twice oh, yeah. the wow, Like injured. his yeah. back was actually broken, <laughs> and he was still carrying. Broken, like, <laughs> you know. Um. So I think he just he just needs like a summer, no yeah, no Euros, no World Cup. He shouldn't have gone for that Euros. Yeah. Yeah, to be gone. honest, like, and apparently there are rumors that he didn't start because, like, the England medical staff were like, "Look, this guy's not this guy's not hundred percent." Like, because his ankle and his back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, risking serious yeah. injury playing him long minutes. Mm. But personally, I think United have reached the point where a few of the players they are they are playing not for you know anything but showing mm. the new manager that they belong. Right, already right. you know in a sense that like okay you know a new manager is coming in i need to show because ralph you <laughs> you bet we'll be making suggestions that charlie this guy is sack oh yeah, yeah. It. i have a list send these people away. so <laughs> everybody you know is trying to like you know fight for their sport. Yeah, yeah when you see like the longest play so on and so forth McTominay suddenly has learned how to pass for it <laughs> you know stuff like that so personally I think it will be a decent game I still think United will win just for all the reasons Mana pointed out but the big one this weekend and to me the most interesting one because mm-hmm. a few weeks ago Mana you said that um, Antonio Conte is you know Salivating at oh, the, yeah, the, the highline, high yep. Liverpool play, oh, yeah. so on and so forth. So yeah, Liverpool versus Spurs at mm-hmm. Anfield. It's it's a very very late kickoff. It starts at two forty five Eastern. Eleven forty five. Yeah, seven forty five. Six forty five. No, seven forty five. Yeah. On a Saturday. On a Saturday. Yeah, that's, that's a weird. Yeah, but um. Yeah, you can tell that they've already fixed their match. Um, <laughs> how do you guys see this? I think this would be an interesting game because of the reasons Mana point. Because you know, yeah. Spurs love to play on the counter. At the, the same counter, time, yeah. I feel as though um, Spurs, if you have a decent enough midfield, you can get at them. Right. We know Liverpool have a world class midfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, how do you guys see this one playing out? Well, it's at Anfield. Yep. Yeah, you know Liverpool. Liverpool are an interesting proposition right now. Yeah, in that mm-hmm. they're difficult because to the beat. Villarreal game. Yeah, you know, like they're difficult to the mentality. beat. Not even just the mentality, just because like they have like the firepower. So like you mm-hmm. can be tuning up against Liverpool here, yeah, but you are not safe because they can actually score three goals in five minutes, and you just be like, "What happened?" <laughs> you know, like. Diaz and Jota and Salah and Mane and Nahu Fabinho is scoring goals and oh there's also Keita yeah. and Thiago and it's like <laughs> goals from everywhere Robertson Trent yeah. and they don't just score like one type of goal like they can score like you know the cutbacks long range corners free kicks mm. so what how how do you like you know defend how against them how how do you stop them sort of thing um it's best go behind this over that that I can tell you right now Spurs have to score the first goal in the game. Um, and then it will be really interesting to see who passes Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. No. I think typically it's Konate when when they are playing against guys who are like Pacey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if we see Matip, um, I I don't think Matip can can keep up with yeah. Son, but Konate Konate should be able to. 
Um, yeah. So that's something to look out for. Also, who plays in midfield? Because they can't play Thiago, Keita, and Fabinho, all three of them, back to back to back. Especially Keita and um, Thiago, because I think those guys are more susceptible to injuries. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's a game for, you know, Captain Fantastic Jordan Henderson to come in. And even though the Keita, Fabinho, Thiago midfield on paper and sometimes through the eye test, it's a lot more pleasing as a midfield. Yeah. I think yeah. the Thiago, Fabinho, and then Henderson midfield mm-hmm. works better for the team as a whole. Because like Salah doesn't play well when Keita and, um, yeah, yeah, and Thiago play. Because they don't necessarily make the same runs that Henderson does to give him yeah. the space him to space, attack. Yeah. yeah. The fullback. They 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 tend to hold and like try and dictate and control as opposed to Henderson who like underlaps, overlaps, and does all of those things. So it's gonna be an interesting game. No doubt Conte has been watching all of Liverpool trying to prepare mm-hmm. said master tonic for the them. Spaces are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, Liverpool will it will be tough. Spurs will score, but I'm expecting Liverpool to sneak it. Like two one something like that, just cause one they're on a high already qualifying for the Champions League final, and then they also kind of want to catch up Man City. So I feel like if they lose to Spurs, they kind of feel like the title is gone. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so I think it will be a very close game. Like three two Liverpool, yeah. Or like two one, yeah, something like that. My personal opinion, I think this is the weekend. Whoever finishes on top this weekend wins the league, oh. mm. and mm. I say that to introduce our next game. Man City are playing Newcastle at home. <laughs> since Maxima, you know, since Nada Kawaka is hit. Same Maxima. Yeah. Uh, he's going to cook. You know, Newcastle have a midfield that they have runners. I'll be run to him that is yeah. the left channel. So, in terms of score wise for the Liverpool game, I'm I'm really not sure because I think the two styles cancel each other out. I think right. that game will be decided on a moment of brilliance. Mm. Like you guys have all said, it will be close. But I, I really can't figure out who, who's going to win that. Mm-hmm. Man City, Newcastle is interesting to me because there's a mental aspect to it. Newcastle are on a high. They are playing with house money. They have nothing to lose. Yeah. Man City may want to prove a point, but at the same time, to a lot of the, there, there's an added pressure in the sense that, okay, this is the only trophy we have left. Right. Yeah. So everybody is walking on eggshells. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be that. No one who makes a know, mistake. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, and all it would take is a draw and a Liverpool win for Liverpool to be on top. So, yeah. Listen, this this weekend is going to be interesting. Uh, what do you guys make of the City Newcastle match? Just to round up this episode. Um. It's at the Etihad, by the way. Honestly, I'll tip City to win, but like you said, like. Mentally, the players are all going to be like, yeah, any little slip up and then mm-hmm. it could be gone. But 
Yeah, I, I, I'm just tipping City to win. And I'm still saying City will win the league. <laughs> it pays me to say it, but yeah, I think City will win the league. Amana, how about you? No, similarly, I think City... City are decent at playing through the press. I expect Newcastle to press high. I don't expect them to start with Chris mm. Wood. I think they'll start with St. Maximan as a striker. Um, mm. Play Jolinton off the left, Amiron off the right. Yeah. Um, Willock, Gumaresh, and then maybe Shelby holding something like is that. Is Callum Wilson in the team? Is he out? I feel like he's, he's still injured, yeah. I think he's still oh, injured, okay. yeah. And then I guess their back four kind of picks itself. I don't know if Trippier is back yet, but that mm. that that picks itself. Um, yeah, I think City City are going to be reeling from their 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 exits, and City rarely lose two games on a spin, like in all competitions. Mm. Mm. So I do expect like a very fast start from them and typically if they start fast, they get their goals. Very rarely do they throw away leads as well. Um, mm. well other than today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my money, my money is on City. My money is on City. Mm. Um, and just to say, I want to welcome Bournemouth and Fulham back yeah. into the Premier yeah. League. <laughs> Um, yes, I think next season is going to be a, another team that Charlie always yeah. taking away points. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good, good. I, I want to shout out Scott Parker. This is the second time he's led a team to promotion in his first season. Mm. He did it with Fulham. He's done it with Bournemouth. Um, yeah, the remaining teams is probably going to be one of Nottingham Forest, mm-hmm. Huddersfield, Sheffield, or Luton. I would love to see Luton. In the Premier League, okay. you know, I think their stadium capacity is like five thousand, something like that. But yeah, it's be interesting to see them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this weekend, this weekend, look, today was like, in the words of Sex Fabregas, football is fucking unbelievable. I think this weekend will be another unbelievable weekend. I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this again. Whoever ends up on top, this, um. This, this weekend, weekend yeah. probably wins the Premier League. Mm. So, yeah. Liverpool Spurs, Man City, Newcastle, you know. It'll be interesting to see. Look, it's it's been another, well, on episode 38. Yeah. In another fantastic season, mm-hmm. you know. Next season to this summer coming up, there's no Euro. So, it's only going to be transfers, you know, <laughs> all the latest rumors. <laughs> you wake up one day, your team is signing this player. Here we go. Play. Here we go. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Football, football is unbelievable. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Checking Wow podcast. Remember to follow us, you know, let's have your thoughts on your team, your summer plans, United fans, let's hear about Ten Hag, you know, Everything. Chelsea fans, Yeah. let's hear your, your feelings on, you know, the whole financial situation with your club, how you feel it will affect your transfer window and whatnot. And yeah, hit us up, you know, um, holla at us, holla back. And yeah, thank you for listening to another episode and uh, have a great, enjoy your weekend and yeah, we'll see you soon. Peace. Mm-hmm.